Welcome back to Slay the Stars in episode 26. Last time, Zem, Shar, Karina, and Shar's parents were arrested by the Morbalian guards and interrogated by the dwarvish council seat, Toslane Everdon. They seemed to make an ally out of her, and she let you go, inviting you to stay at her home this evening. In the meantime, she's going to have a discussion with your family and Karina, and the two of you are free to do what you will. You're currently back in your yurts, collecting your items, and deciding your next move. When the two of you get there, one of the yurts is on fire. Zem's yurt has been completely knocked down and destroyed. However, most of your stuff, if you had anything left in there, would have been in like a little trunk or something like that. Nothing's been gone through, so you can still get your stuff out of the yurt. Uh, it's just not good for staying in anymore. Shar's yurt, still standing. So once you collect the things from Zem's, you get to Shar's. You're free to take a short rest and discuss what you're doing next. So are we going to go stay there tonight? Yeah. I think we're safe to do that. I mean, I can always set alarm. Do you want separate rooms? I don't know. At this point. Yeah. Everything's kind of a dangerous situation. I know. Um, do you know... How we can get the three of them out of the city right now? So, I mean, uh, honestly, they're not unsafe here. Yet. Hated that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, the bounty hunters were here, but they went on their way. I'm not worried for Karina. Your parents definitely are all right as long as no more monstrosities make their way through and we can't guarantee that that's not happening everywhere. I just don't think we need to rush them out of the city if this city is now where it's at. I, I understand, but I'm just saying they want to help. They haven't seen you for so long. Maybe let them have a day with you. We have tomorrow. Okay. I mean, and if you wanted to stay with them this evening, I can stay with Karina. Can I think about that? Yeah, of course. <sighs> if the governor's dead and it's going to take the bureaucracy so long, do you think we're actually going to be able to make it into the treasury? We're going to make it into the treasury. Just giving you a look. I'm formulating a plan. Okay. Are you hurt at all? No. Okay. Are you? No. Not anymore. I was gonna get you a gift before, but now it seems like a necessity. But I want to walk over towards the vendors. <laughs> there was someone here who was selling... um. Your type of weaponry, since we need to get you a replacement. I'm sorry, I, I know. Do you want me to go get it? No, um, I'll walk. With, uh, it was a gift. I assumed as much. Yeah, we can... Uh... We can go for a walk. That's That sounds good. 
Okay. Uh, so we're gonna head over that way just to see if there's um. I'm gonna grab an extra cloak from like the the pile of stuff. If there's if it's still standing and if it's even if it's standing, are they there? Like I I don't know, but. All right. After you guys finish your short rest, you step out of the yurt and start making your way back towards where the vendors' stalls were. And to get there, you cross past where the stage is. And you can see now, because surrounding the stage, there was a large open area for the crowd to stand. This is the area where they've been collecting the dead, the people who were unfortunate casualties of the fight. I would like for the two of you to roll me perception checks. Stupid high. 18 plus 4 plus 6, so 28. It's just plain stupid at 7. All right. Zem, you are taken aback a little bit by the whole scene, and it's it's a lot. You're not really focusing on it. As a matter of fact, you're trying not to see what happened. You're both startled by a loud horn blowing off in the distance. It seems to be coming from the direction of the mountain. The men you see here who are bringing these bodies over, collecting them, laying them, they have like blankets and things that have been spread out so that the bodies aren't laying on the ground. They're trying to be as respectful as possible. Uh, at the sound of the horn, everybody who looks to be a native of Morbeil immediately takes off a hat if they're wearing it and they like put it to their chest and they all like close their eyes for a moment. And then these men seem to be going back to what they're doing. Other people, bystanders, look really flustered by all of this. Shar, you are focused on the the people, each of the faces, and you see laying there side by side, maybe 25 feet away from you, are Lauren Rush, both deceased. Can I go over? Yeah. And then at this point, you see Shark kind of making his way over, and you would notice them as well. You would see where he's going. <gasps> oh. Um, what happened to them? You fought those things. You saw what they were doing. Clawing, raking, teeth. That's what it looks like. As you're standing there, uh, one of the the people who is trying to lay these bodies out walks over to you and says, "Oh, um, <clears throat> did you did you know them? We're trying to figure out how do I identify all these people. The ones who aren't identified are gonna have to just be, you know." Buried without markers. Uh, yeah, yeah, we we knew. Um, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, he's gonna point to Laura and Rush. He's gonna identify them. All right. Well, um, we they didn't have a lot of effects on them. They were probably staying somewhere in the city. You're free to say your goodbyes. I'll I'll walk over and see if they had anything on them that got. Taken. We've we've tagged everything. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, and he walks away and leaves the two of you there to say your goodbyes or what have you. Oh, before he goes away, um, the horn. Uh, 
What what was that? Um, they found the governor. I'm, I'm sorry. And he's just not going to even continue that line of questioning. He just nods and walks away. So are they lying on their, I'm assuming they're lying on their back? Yes. Side by side. I'm going to see about making them like where they're closest, like hold hands and then the other hand just on their, like lay on their chest. Okay. You do that. And Zem, while you're that close, you can see that um, Laura's sword is not here. It's gone. That giant sword that she had. Rush didn't use weapons, so no weapons on their body either. However, Rush did have <clears throat> like a, a leather pouch on their hip that is still intact, and it does look like there's something in there still. I'll just untie the pouch, take the whole thing. All right. Shara's not even going to stand. He's just going to sit next to uh, Rush, I think, at that point. Just because he knows a little bit about the way the orcs do things and their viewpoint on death. And yeah, it sucks, but uh, he's just kind of going to lay there, sit there, and hold his. Uh, holy symbol and just kind of like the the last couple of days probably just catch up to him and just going to start wiping a couple of tears away just all right as you are sitting there holding your holy symbol i would like for you to just make me a standard wisdom check uh 12 all right you feel a bit of warmth there from your symbol, letting you know that Amara is there. And as you watch the blemishes that were on Lore and Rush's face from their last fight seem to just heal up ever so much. Just to make them look a little more presentable. Thank you. Thank you. Eventually, the man comes back, and he's carrying this huge sword. He says, um, this is, um, <clears throat> this is a, a large, a large sword. Uh, I, the, the people here, we don't, we don't know what to do with it. This is quite, this is a, this is big. We can, uh. We'll take care of it for you. All right, I I guess. And he looks he looks a little bit like he doesn't know if he should be giving this to you because he doesn't actually know the two of you. Uh and he's like, Maybe I should check with the, the guards first. I don't I'm sorry, this is this seems like a you know, a, a pretty pricey item to just hand to people. I, I don't know. I'm sorry. Shar's not trying to convince him. It's yeah. just you do what you have to. Um, we, you, I'm going to show him the, we are guests of, of, um, oh my gosh. Toslane. Toslane. Um, no, and just say like, we'll get it where it needs to go. Roll me a persuasion check with advantage. Nah, that wasn't it. I dropped it. <laughs> is that a nat 20? That's definitely a 20. Uh -uh. Wait, is that one a one? No, it's a seven. <laughs> <laughs> a one and a twenty. I thought you didn't know seven. You said a 
persuasion. Yeah. That's a plus five. Yeah. Persuasion. Uh, he's like, oh, oh, I didn't, I didn't realize you, you were friends of, of Tosley. Uh, of course, of course. Oh, here. And <laughs> he hands this sword to you, Zem, and you like stand up to go and take it from him. And you almost fall over. <laughs> this sword weighs as much as you. The one like. comic scene in a tragedy. Just yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Under my breath, I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> and uh, they have it wrapped up in, in a bit of cloth, but you can see the hilt sticking out. And the thing that catches your eye immediately is set into the hilt on the very bottom. There is a large pink tourmaline stone. And he's, I, I have to get back to um, what I was doing, but take your time. And thank you. That was all they had on them, right? Just the. That's all we found. Yeah. Thank, you, thank you. Do you um detect anything about this? I'm out of spell slots, so I'd have to do a ritual. Got it. But so as soon as he turns away, I'm sure it's going to take a minute and then just kind of pat the bodies down, like see if they had like a key to a room somewhere or a note. Or if they have the bo- the bounty for us, like in their pocket, you don't find any. <clears throat> you don't find any bounties or notes, nothing like that, and no key. Okay, uh, no, like, because I know he said he had a flask or something when he we walked into the city, or he had alcohol. Uh, there was nothing on the body, right? Nothing like that on the okay. body. No. There is a coin pouch, though, if you would like to take. And he's not going to use it. <laughs> All right, take the coin pouch. There is it's about 20 gold in it worth of different denominations of coins. You can just call it 20 gold. 10 and 10? Sure. Or do you want to just keep it in the pouch for now? I don't care. Uh, I was just wondering, like, I don't know if there's any rituals. Um, I'm going to defer to you on that that we can do. I mean, I know, I know like, like, is there anything else we can do to honor them? Is what I'm stuttering around trying to say. Yeah, we're going to go have a drink. That I can do. Same bar as before, because Char knows that the the uh, orcish ale is there. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still heading to the marketplace first and then yes. do that? Okay. Yeah. You finish walking the rest of the way. You get to the vendor's place and... None of the vendors are there. Most of the wares are still there. It looks like people just abandoned whatever they had out and took off running. I'll take a look around, see if anything looks interesting. Maybe something looks valuable. What are you looking for exactly? Well, for one, do I know that you you were looking for creating a badge for... Yeah, but that wasn't going to happen until after the festival anyway, so I know that that's not started. I was looking for a that vendor in general and see if their wares were still around and they're gone. They are, yes. I If we pass by the wooden katanas, <laughs> um, if I see one, I would I will take one and I want to put it in the bag. I'm hoping that Char doesn't see me. Um, I'm also going to leave some gold behind. Okay. So, Zem, roll me a stealth check. So, uh, what's that total? I'm an um, eight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shar, uh, you walk over to the stall where the silver stilettos and things were. All of that stuff is still laid out. It looks like she, like all the other vendors, ran away in a hurry. 
you do catch out of the corner of your eye, Zem. She looks like a cartoon character trying to sneak like over a ass katana over towards the uh, the the wooden swords. <laughs> None of them are really katana shaped. They're mostly like wooden like sword swords. But I mean, you find one that's a, a rough approximation, maybe sort of if you're squinting, that might look like it. Okay. And uh, she takes it down. She sticks it in the bag. He's just gonna walk, like pretend to not notice, and just kind of shake his head and walk away. <laughs> I'm um, gonna. Put uh, five gold, like, on the counter or whatever. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's, like, a little booth where the person would sit, so. I'm feeling pretty free with the gold, with the destruction and the, you know. Any, like, bottles of alcohol or um, I'm also looking for herbs, like, specifically, like, crafting-type herbs that are just kind of laying around now. Okay. You don't find any, like, crafting herbs that's not really what they're selling here you do find a stall where they were selling uh basically this world's version of disposable solo cups with uh with beer in it so that exists nothing really harder than that just ale so people can what's it called uh road pop you know That's it. I, and then I'm going to go check out the damage from the attack, like where the initial fire was, if there's still. Okay. Yeah. You walk back over towards the fire pits and you can see that there is just soot and ash everywhere where these creatures came out. Most of them are still intact. You can see the actual like claw marks leaving like sooty prints on the side where they were pooled themselves up out of the embers. However, it looks like there is one of these fire pits that was completely destroyed, either by something huge coming out or whatever happened afterwards. Um, yeah. Were you looking for anything else? No. I want one of those stilettos, but I also don't want to be a dick because I commissioned a piece from her. I can't, like, show up with it in my hair and be like, oh, I just found it on the ground, yo. <laughs> uh, oh, um, my parents' instruments, were they there? Still on the stage or near the stage? Uh, so your parents travel with quite a few instruments. They like to swap out different things for different songs. Some of the instruments were destroyed in the fighting, some of them they might have destroyed in the fighting using them as weapons themselves. But you do find that there is a loot there that seems to be in good working order still. And some little, like, hand symbols. But that's it. Everything else is pretty much destroyed. Everything else is pretty much destroyed. Musical swinging. Yeah, I'm going to grab the loot. Okay. It's your father's. Yeah. If there's going to be one thing that survived, then... Okay. It would be that. So... From here, you're going back to the the tavern? Yep. All right. As you're walking out of the festival area back towards the tavern, you can see that people are busy sitting out different flower arrangements on their doorsteps, on their windowsills, all of them the same colors, purple and white, purple and white everywhere. Uh, you're assuming as some sort of homage to the governor and his passing. You get into the tavern 
And you're a little shocked because you're like, oh, is this place even going to be open? Uh, but when you walk in, it's actually like packed. There's a lot of people there. And there's a mixture. There's some people who look to be upset, uh, crying. There's some people that look to be almost like celebrating the governor and celebrating the fact that, you know, everybody survived the attack at least. It's an interesting mixture. The people behind the bar are struggling to keep up with everything that's happening around them. Uh, I'll go up to the, the like the head of the bar if there's somebody and just order two shots of the Orcish whiskey, was it? or Yeah, it was Orcish okay. whiskey. All right. It takes a moment to get their attention. Uh, and it, it's very much like, I don't know if you've ever been in like a crowded nightclub or bar where they're just like running back and forth and you have to like physically flag them down and they come over and you two Orcish whiskeys and they give you a strange look. And then they go and pour it out and uh, give it to you. It's pricey. Four gold total. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. Sorry, I was going to say something in Orcish, and I, whether Zem wants to repeat it, it's fine. But the direct translation is to life, to death, to battle, to glory. And then you take a swig, and then you're done. And it's bad. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then I knock it back as well. All right. Roll All right, that concave, Zem. I want to see if you get this down. Ooh. Uh, 22. Easy. Slam it. Really isn't so bad, I guess. After you got used to it. Huh. <laughs> you guys get a little lucky, though. You see some people who get up and leave a table. You immediately, like, run over and sit down. What are you doing? What are you talking about? What time is it right now? Maybe 4, 5 o'clock, something like that in the evening. Okay, so we've got a timeline of two days to figure out what we're going to do. What should be the highest priority of the next couple days that we take care of? And if a waiter or somebody comes by, I'll order like food. Just like whatever the quick dish is. Okay. Honestly, I don't know. I don't necessarily want to move on from here without some information. Um, I don't think we're going to have enough time today, but maybe it, either today or tomorrow, I want to see if we can find a library. Although guys of a library might be beneficial. Let's check tonight. Okay. I want to look into the the guy from the message. I don't want to say the name out loud right now. Uh, At the library. You're going to notice that Char, like, knows something. It's He's not real good at hiding that one. I mean, like, I get it, but... When we are not around here I'll, I'll tell you what Amara told me okay that's not ominous aside from that I want to see what's in that room and then just like what people know like I mean is there any rumors of other things happening that's really all I'm aiming for. If we can get that in the next couple of days and then get out of here before they get here, that's fine. Are you going to leave a note to the headmaster? For Ristos? Yeah, probably. Probably. I don't know what I'm going to say yet, but I grabbed this. 
I'm going to show you the pouch. And like, I'm just going to flash it to you. And then like down by my side, I'm going to like open, Go through open it. it up. When you open it, Zem, in that pouch, at first all you see is a book. You pull the book out and it is identical to the one you took off of Adhara's body. So, um, um, and as you're sitting it down on the table, some papers, you can see that there's some papers like that have been shoved into the pages. I will take the papers out first. Like, I'll look at the papers first. Okay. You see a wanted poster for Yuzem, wanted poster for Shar, wanted poster for Karina. There's another wanted poster for an elvish man who, it says, stole something of value from a well-to-do woman in Ocean Guard. You see another for a gnome person. It gives their description and last known whereabouts as the Midway Tavern, but doesn't say what they did. Uh, it also says that that person, the gnome person, uh, is known to hide out in the weeds, uh, which you're only vaguely familiar with. You know that that's like northwest of Morbale. It's like a large open territory where wildlife has been relocated. And the last piece of paper that you pull out is old. It's a little torn at the edges, starting to yellow a bit when you open it. It's a wanted poster for lore. You remember, that's how they met. What does it say on the wanted poster for Lore? It says that she is wanted for criminal mischief. She uh, apparently beat up the son of some well-to-do person in Salt Spire. Doesn't give a lot of detail. I'm going to take the wanted poster for Lore and transfer it into my own notebook. I'm going to actually do the same with the gnome and the elvish man. Okay. The other three, I'm just going to... I'll burn them later. So I'm going to tear it up and then I'm, I'll put it back in the in the um, bag. Okay. You do that. Now I want to open up the book. And knowing that I need to use blood in this stupid book... I'm going to um, see if I can prick my finger just enough to draw a middle finger. In So which one are you drawing in? The new one. The new one? Okay. You draw a hand giving the middle finger in the new book, and you see the same thing. The, the blood writes on the page as if it were ink. You wait a short amount of time and... The blood seeps into the page and seems to disappear. Shortly thereafter, you get a message in the new book that appears on the page. And it says, what is the meaning of this? Can I borrow some blood? <laughs> I'm sorry? I need more blood. Uh, Sure. I'm just going to prick my finger again and I'm going to like put a like a little pool of it. I'm like, I need more. And then I'm going to write um, like I'm going to use I don't know, use whatever to write in there. Two for two, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
message comes back. Whoever this is, I don't think you know who you're speaking to. Seems like we have something in common. I'm not responding anything, but that's... <laughs> I'm not responding anything at all. It turns out it's been... Uh... Rave? Yeah. Yeah. Were, were both messages in the same book, or did you write the second one in the second book? Um... <laughs> I was still in book one, or okay. the new, the, sorry, the newest book is all I've been writing in. Okay. I just think it's funny if you were writing in the same, <laughs> just middle finger and then <laughs> two for two. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You wait a second afterwards and another line appears and it says, who is this? Okay. I'll write back tit for tat. The message comes back. I am the commander of the person whose book you now possess. Has something happened? I thought they were freelance. They were. Interesting. But they weren't always, though. Think about Adhara and think about Rush. What do they have in common? Their bloodline? Yeah, that's not good. That's not good. And then another line appears. If you understand how the book works, that means either this person trusts you very much or you've stolen it. I'm going to write out. There are more than two options. That's all I'm going to say. A moment passes. You're not sure if somebody's actually going to respond until a line does appear. And it says... Return the book to Veraten, which is the capital mm. of where the Orc Nation currently sits. How many do you want back? The message comes back. You're the one with the other book. So there's only two. Two unaccounted for. Maybe I'll wait till my collection's complete. There is no response to that. And then I'll just also say, see you soon, dot, dot, dot. And I'm done. <laughs> Why don't you ever stop me? <laughs> I'm weak. <laughs> you are not blaming me for this. <laughs> you could just take it from me. Uh, as you're shutting the book after that last one, like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, you just see one final message appear and it says we will find you they all do <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so what um what um so <laughs> I don't know how to put this. Uh, the commander of the ver of the um of the orc. Um, I might have taunted them, and by might have I mean I did, and they might be looking for us, which you know means that they weren't before, which is good. <laughs> how? <laughs> Uh, um, which part? 
<laughs> so they weren't hunting us. And we have acquired two identical books. So you taunted them? Um, like I just I was trying to get information, but um It backfired. I I mean like I got information. Like what? Um, that there's more than two books and that uh the person on the other side is the commander of the um orc forces. That's information we didn't have before. Where is Xander from? Xander would be from Castle Watch. Okay. My that was more my thing was just if he was from north, then what little I know about him, I would pursue those questions. But since he's not, yeah, no. not gonna worry about it. Okay, so we have now four different groups after us? Three. Just three. Shara <laughs> <laughs> asks for another drink. They bring you over another orcish whiskey because that's what you ordered <laughs> last time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So... Okay, so as long as we avoid bounty hunters who are half work, we're doing great. Shara's going to ask the waiter when he comes over if there's a library. The waiter looks very distracted because of how much is going on around you all and uh, looks over at you. Uh, uh, well, there's... um, Yeah, hold on. I'll be there in a moment. Uh, There's... um. At at um, Covenant Hall, they have um, a bit a bit of a library. It's it's pretty big. Lots of uh, you know texts from different places. Lots of records. But if you're looking for the biggest library, uh, that's in the in the old city, uh, especially at Arithdal. It's they have a huge library there. But they don't really let uh, most people in. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And he goes walking back. Okay, um, let's head up to Covenant Hall, I guess. We'll go through the library and see if there's anything up there. All right. Okay. You seem annoyed. Are you annoyed? Why would you be annoyed? I'm not annoyed. I'm just so there's confused. There's a, a lot going on. It's been a rough couple of days. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little bit tipsy, Shard, just like, yep. You head out of the tavern, back into the streets. You walk over to Covenant Hall, and as you step in, uh, the two people behind the desk are still there. They stand up to look to see who's coming in, and they see you, and the... The dwarvish person, the smaller dwarvish person, looks at the two of you and is like, Oh, um, you're back. Can we help you with something? Um, we were told there was a library here. Oh, yeah. Um, are you looking for something in particular? A couple things, yeah. 
but mostly just a quiet place. Oh. All right. Sure. And they turn around and they point over. So against the the back wall, there's like a huge door uh, set into the wall. And it's it's back there. There's nobody in there right now. The, the librarians were all off today for the festival. So you have to help yourselves. You can't take any books out. That's fine. We'll just do our research and then put everything back where we found it. All right. Uh, is, where's, do you know, you said the librarians were out. Never mind. I apologize. No, you're, you're fine. Um, we are going to be closing in about an hour or two. So just make it quick. Thank okay. you. All right. Oh, the, uh, the other group that was brought here with us, are they still here? Uh, no, uh, Madam Toslane, uh, released them earlier. Uh, Captain Leom, he was escorting them somewhere to find a room or something. Thank you. Where would one find a room, considering everything that's happened? Oh, uh, well, if, so, so <clears throat> where you are now, you're sort of, uh, and and you would know based on this, you're in like the northeastern portion of the city right now. You have to go back towards the main gate, uh, out towards where all the taverns and things like that are. If you head down that that stretch there, you'll find quite a few inns. And I imagine that a lot of people have left the city in the past twelve hours. So, okay, you uh, shouldn't have a hard time finding a place to stay. Got it. Okay. All right. Into the library. Okay. You walk into the library, and sure, to you, this looks like a pretty big library. Zem, this is pretty small in comparison to what you're used to at Stellium. How's it going? Whoa, this is nothing peasant. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> the reaction. Um, there I is, guess I'll make do here. <laughs> there is a, uh, like... As soon what as you, you walk mean? in, there's a desk where the librarians would usually be at. Um, and on their side of the desk, you can see that there's a bunch of, like, card catalog type little drawers. You pull out find cards to find the places on the shelves where the books are. So. Okay. I'll look for Elvish history. Specifically. Okay. Okay. And you start flipping through the cards looking for, I need you to roll me an investigation check. Cool. What are you looking for, Zem? I'm going to look for... Architecture in the city. This city. Okay. Roll me an investigation check. Sure. What did you get? 18 plus 0, 18. 18. All right. You find that they have a whole section on the elves here. Uh, and as you're flipping through that subject, these cards are arranged by subject matter, we'll say. You find a couple different cards that look interesting to you. What exactly were you you said you were looking for for the elves? Ein Belfour. Okay, you don't find anything specifically related to him. No books like Ein Belfour, a personal biography, nothing like that. But you do find uh, some books related to like famous people in Elvish history. Um, and you find one book that catches your attention. It's a book specifically about the elves prior to the age of deterioration. Okay. And you specifically grab that. Zem, what did you get? Uh, 14. Okay. And you notice that a huge amount of these books are all about more bail. But most of them seem to be post-war. The dwarves have been a part of the empire for about 
600 years. So there are old books here, but you struggle to find anything much older than that. So you find some things that are about like the architecture of the new city and building the new city and a lot of interesting things on like the uh, covenant that the dwarves have now made with the empire and, you know, books detailing, um, you know, like the, the history of like who has been on the council for the dwarves and things like that, but nothing older. I'm going to set up um, like a, like a blockade of books and then I'm going to, I'm going to take off my pendant um, and go sit over by Char and try and like as subvertly as possible. I, I want to consult the pendulum. All right. So you're Char's going to see you do this. Sure. I mean, I'm, I'm right by you. I'll give you guidance on it when you roll your intelligence then. Okay. If I'm allowed to do that. Yeah, sure. She'll tell you you're doing it. So you can do that. Uh, Char. In the books that you find, you you see Ein, Ein's name come up a couple times, listed as a protector of the city. Um, one of the books that's actually written in Elvish, uh, you speak Elvish, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, I thought so. Uh, that book refers to him as a title... That seems to be like protector of the orb. Never specifies what the orb is. You're not sure. Maybe the translation is off. It is it's old. Older. Yeah. But that's what that's what you get in the book about the elves before the age of deterioration. You discover something interesting. It talks about how when the gods walked on this plane they gave their gifts freely anybody who pursued a relationship with a deity fairly easy for them to to make that pact however there was some some pushback from the elves the elves seemed to want to try to um harness some of these powers for themselves not in a not in a we're going to take the place of the god sort of way but in a we want to be self-sufficient that kind of there was some pushback from other people afraid that the elves were going to anger the gods so you, you mean that there was two factions of elves no no, no. the the elves as a or whole outside yeah yeah okay. so i'm saying like the the dwarves the okay. you know humans things like that they were more afraid that the, the elves were going to anger the gods. Okay. Cool. Thank you. Yep. Zem, roll that intelligence check. Plus a d4. <laughs> this is going to be a monstrous check. Um, so I rolled a 19, and then I rolled a 4, and then my intelligence is plus... Three. 26. You have five questions. Okay. Um, <laughs> my first question is, I'm just going to come out and say it. Did Dalius murder... Uh, Mia? Maya? Maya. Maya. Did, Maya Sullivan. Did, did Dalius murder Maya? The pendulum immediately starts to swing back and forth. No. Thank God. 
is Dalius coming here to take something in the vault? It gives you an answer. It kind of, it's, it stays with swinging no, and then it kind of goes yes. The Based on that huge intelligence check, you get the feeling that it's probably not something specific that he's here for. But, like, he might take something if there's something good there. But okay. Like, but he's not coming to take something. No. Okay. Yeah. Um, are there answers on Ein in this library? You get a no. Will Toslane betray us? I'm leaving it at that. The response you get, again, is mixed. It's not giving you a straight yes or no. You can interpret that in a couple ways. She might, if given the right reason. She's not planning on it. It's not a definitive yes. Okay. Um, and then fifth question. Let me think. Does Dalius know where I am? You get a no. But it's like a, it's not like a definitive swinging no. It's just like a, it's like a hesitant no. He has not pinpointed your location. Okay. So he probably assumes that I'm here or on my way here, but doesn't absolutely know. These make me feel better, but also like we're wasting our time in here. We, we are? Um, I mean, it. this is telling me we're not really going to find anything on Ayn in here. I don't know what else. Well, Char's going to put down the book. Amara told me something. Okay. There was someone who, before, had the power to kill gods. Okay. That's who we're trying to find information on. So I'm dead. I'm not entirely sure the circumstances about it, but the long and short of it is the gods have stayed out of this world as a promise. And that timer's almost up. They promise to stay out for a certain amount of time? From what I understand. It seems like a weird thing for a god to let mortals know. I don't know if they did let us know. I mean, she told you. She told you just now. That's what I mean. Oh, oh. I, I thought you meant people as a whole. Um, apparently there are some gods that are making plays for what's happening next. Keep in mind, Char is not smart. He's normal smart. So his memory is not superb. Also, we woke up to the prairie pressings before so <laughs> I think that everything that Amara is doing for you is amazing and I don't want this to come out the wrong way um, but if you think that she doesn't have her own motives I, I know okay I, I don't, I don't it, it's I'm not naive to that I understand that that could always be an option but I think that whatever the motivations are at the moment or at least 
pure and aligning with what we're trying to survive from. Okay. Did I say that right? I understand. I just, um, I just didn't want you to get more hurt. I, uh, I appreciate that. And your pendant that you received from Dalius was at some point down the line of lineage, a gift from Abenor. Oh. I don't know how long. Oh, um, yikes. <laughs> uh, um. Which, Shara's going to go back through the catalog. Is there any mention of Sybils in this library? There is not. I think that we just need to be very careful. And I think maybe Captain Liam is a little trigger happy. So I think the only person we can really trust here is. Toslane. Toslane. God damn it. I, I mean, yeah, like I think that, again, like I wouldn't have told her everything like up front right away. I, I agree, but I'm not, I'm not going to stop being cautious about these people because I, Everyone, everyone has a price. Did you find anything? No. Not, not. That's why I turned to this. I'll shake, like shake the pendulum and secure it back around my neck. He's going to get up. I, I, I assume we've been here for a while at that point. Yeah, I mean, by the time you found the books, read some books, did the pendulum, had this conversation, it's getting close to dinner time. I know that I've not been super upfront with a lot of what happened to me over the last couple of years, year and a half, two years. I forget how long it's been since high school. Like two years. Two years. And I don't want you to think that I'm trying to hide anything. Uh, so I promise to answer any question you have about my past. I don't... Um... And I, I, it's just not a matter of, I just need to start getting comfortable with letting people know things, despite what's happened the last couple of days. Yeah. Um, I don't think that you're hiding anything from me to keep it from me. We're okay. Um, I just figured that you would tell me things when you are ready to tell me things. But I think that today has been trauma-filled enough, and this might be a conversation we review later. <laughs> yeah. So we were, we were invited for dinner or to stay the night or both? Both. Okay. So are we going to go find the other three, or do you want to go to dinner and hit the hay? Um, I mean, I want to find the other three and then go to dinner. Um, they shouldn't be too hard to locate. Okay. You head out. People at desks sort of just wave to you as you go. It takes you some time. You are getting back to what we'll call a market street, basically through, through town. 
And you're like, I don't know. I mean, Morbell is a pretty big place. How am I going to find them? And then you hear music. You follow your ears. And when you get there, you see Karina standing outside, busking, basically. She has her little hat out. She's playing her lute, singing. People are tossing coins in. And the moment she sees the two of you, she does like a quick flourish takes a bow, picks up her hat, and comes running over. And she's like, oh, my God, I have been playing so long waiting for the two of you to show up. <laughs> uh, never change. <laughs> <laughs> Your parents are worried sick. I had to send them upstairs just to get them to calm down. And I made a little coin in the process, so I suppose that's good. Is there a window in that room? Why, are you going to throw yourself out of it? He's going to walk through the door. <laughs> you know, I would think, Zamira, that he would get be at least a little bit grateful. I mean, I've been taking care of his... You know what? It's fine. It's fine. Let's go. He he is. Char's going to make sure that they did not make a daring escape. <laughs> uh, Karina walks in. She's like... She says very loudly so that Char can hear. He doesn't even know where they are. He could just... He, you know, he could at least wait. I'm going to listen for the arguing. <laughs> <laughs> this inn is on the quieter side. Uh, Karina rushes in front of you and she kind of like hip checks you as she walks past. Uh, <laughs> the loot I'm holding gets strong. <laughs> you guys follow her up the stairs. She knocks on the door five times uh, and the door opens and you see your mother standing there and she's like, oh, Karina. Oh, thank God. And she comes walking out and she grabs a hold of you, Char, and just like drags you into the room. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Ears are for hearing. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you're all in the room and she says, that went, Amarilla says, that went way better than I thought it was going to. Honestly, that woman was Super nice. Um, I'm really glad she showed up when she did because the captain, not as nice. Not that he's mean, but not as nice. Sure, just going to wait and listen. He's tuning the lute. He knows how to tune a lute. He doesn't know how to play it really well. But... Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, tune once they... Lute, but you can't tune a fish. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh... <laughs> uh, but she says... Honestly, once we uh, once we told them that, you know, we were just here performing and we were attacked and you came to our aid, they were really nice and let us go. <laughs> the captain even offered to escort us here. It might have just been because he wanted to know where we were staying. But regardless. Well, we got an invite to stay there. Oh. Um, I took it. I said yes. Um, All right. I mean, that's good, I guess. I mean, she seemed nice. She seemed trustworthy. I would rather if you would stay with us, though. I think we should stay together. We'll reconvene tomorrow. Sure, I just... I, I mean, there are other options. I just think that... After everything today, I would I would feel better knowing that you were close. I can always just take Karina. 
real talk. Is that what you want to do? I don't care. This is this is up to you. Um, this was like the whole option I presented earlier, and you're like not taking it, so I'm making it a little bit more public in front of your parents. <laughs> yeah. Um, are you going to be okay going up there? Yeah. We can handle it. Karina's like, I am so excited. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and your mom's just like, I honestly can't believe you just agreed to that. I am so excited. Sure, we have so much to catch up on. Yeah, we do. <laughs> I feel like what just happened is starting to occur to you. And I'm like. <laughs> your dad is just kind of standing back watching all of this and when you agree to stay for the night you see that he like his face softens as well he's very excited to get to spend at least one evening with you Karina says oh my gosh we're supposed to be there for dinner it's like it's almost dinner time right now yep we should probably go um do you guys need anything before we leave we're good all right. Well, I'll be back in the morning. Zem, I'm so excited. Let's go. Okay. Um, we should probably dress a little bit nicer. So, like, we'll stop. Um, and, like, we'll get dressed. I've got stuff in my room, like, before we go. Oh, my God. Yes. And on the way out the door, I'm going to send a message um, and be like, ask him about Sander. <laughs> All right. So, Shar, you're going to spend an evening with your parents. And Zem, you are taking Karina as your date to a dinner with one of the council members. So, like, I, I just split the party without splitting the party, which is so weird. <laughs> this is going to be wild. Uh, you and Karina stop. Get all dolled up. Shar, you begin your awkward, awkward evening. And that is where we're going to cut this episode. Hey, y'all. This is Arthur Polino coming at you with the end of the episode again. Thank you for listening to episode 26. Oh, <laughs> guys are too kind. Oh, my goodness. Such love. Oh, I would hate for you guys to continue uh, just cheering forever and ever and ever. Ooh, whoops. Wrong button. Uh, ignore that. So, uh, real quick. Uh, thank you for listening to episode 26. We appreciate it always. Uh, so, again, thank you. We are getting ready to wrap up Core 2. Yes, very sad, very sad. But if you remember from the end of Core 1, we did a gigantic Q&A slash summary thing. And we are giving you about a two to four episode head start on that, I think. Probably. I don't really know. This is my best guess. I was just told to take a guess and I rolled a D4. Uh, so get your questions ready, uh, reach out to us and ask your questions so we can get them like kind of put in the pipeline, uh, go to at slay the stars on Twitter, or if you want the gigantic list of all of them, including our Patreon, shameless plug, slay the stars.com. Again, that's slay the stars.com shameless plug. Now, if you want to move on with me, let's just move that to the side. Thank you. Uh, I have been punished. Um, I feel like there was probably a better way to approach that sentence. Uh, any hoozles. Uh, I have been punished, and as punishment for such, uh, 
I have to run a one shot for Jen and Leah. Uh, so if you guys have one shot ideas, uh, please reach out to us and let me know so I can start getting that all together. That'll be sometime in the new year from what I'm aware of. I have not been told a lot of things, i.e. this is part of the punishment. And again, slaythestars.com. Shameless plug. Next thing. We have a very special thing that we are doing. And we're going to start doing this more often. We have a couple other guests like getting ready to line up. But before the end of the year, we're going to do a sit-down Q&A with our producer and DM for Slay the Stars, Leah. Damn it. Wrong button again. Crap. Another one. Why do we even have that button? Just going to mark that for later. Uh, this one's got to be it. Nope, that one's mine. If I was an applause button, where would I be? I would be right in front of my face. Oh, mother. I, I mean the uh, this one. Yep, got it. Nailed it the first time. Uh, so if you want to get those questions ready, same deal. Slaythestars.com, at Slaythestars, shameless plug, yada, 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 rinse and repeat. Uh, I think, I think that's everything. <clears throat> I have been your end of episode host, Arthur Polino. You can find me at Arthur Polino or ArthurPolino.com. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you guys for listening in. We always appreciate it. And we look forward to interacting with you guys in the future. So, Persomnia ad Astra. And as always, stay tuned. Our awesome intro music is brought to you by the one and only Isaac Viers. Character designs by the lovely Cam Gonzalez. Produced by our very own Leah Hemrick. Graphics designer, the one, the only, the me, Jen Kearney. And last but not least, our audio engineer, Arthur Bellino. Thanks for listening. <laughs>